Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You are at the location, the spot, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. And today we are going to be speaking to our guest, Michelle Wilcox. Michelle is all about self-care based in upwelling with the Tara approach. What is the T-A-R-A approach? I'm fascinated, and I'm so glad to have her here. Tell us a little bit about you, Michelle, and how you show up in the world. Welcome. Oh, hi. Glad to see you. Glad to meet you and uh, your community, the Brains community. That's right. I am uh, a practitioner and teacher of the Tara approach, which is a way of healing, awakening, becoming more who you are. And uh, T-A-R-A stands for Tools for Awakening Resources and Awareness. Okay, wait, let me slow down so I can make my notes because I want to be a good student. So it's Tools for Awakening Awakening Resources resources. and Awareness. Okay. It's a fusion of an ancient Japanese healing art the art of compassion, Jinshin, with uh, put together by Dr. Stephanie Mines, and uh, with along with the knowledge of neuroscience, neuropsychology, embryology, how we form and how we're still forming, and how we're never done. So whatever's happened, whatever whatever condition we're in, it's never too late to continue healing and evolving. It's an evolving practice and uh, helps evolve you. It's something you can do for yourself, your family, and community with simple hands-on practices. And I also share with people a journey, a creative journey that they're in charge of to go back to tuning in. And the whole thing's about listening and tuning into yourself better and better, including your body and your sensations, because a lot of wisdom's here that we haven't noticed yet and when we listen or we overlook um, or we overlook we've been trained to overlook we're trained actually to stay up here aren't we (laughs) but also there is a fear factor and i always bring that into uh into the awareness into the consciousness because now the buzzword is woke especially in the african-american community and that is being awakened. That is being conscious to the present. You have been awoken to a situation. And that can be revolutionary for some people. It can be traumatizing for some people because they don't know what they don't know. Right. So as you gently take people through this process, first, I'm sure that there's an intake because you got to figure out what it is. Secondly, there's got to be um, a goal setting because where do they want to go? What do they want to uncover? They just don't want a mosh posh of magic. They want it to be purposeful and useful. Then I'm sure that there's an implementation. Then there's a strategy. And then there's a, you know, a recap that they'll be able to use these tools. Tell us a little bit more about 
Tara? Well, the Tara approach for the resolution of shock and trauma was designed just for that. The, uh, the healing art, the ancient healing art, uh, is from a Taoist view, an Asian view of being part of nature and nature in us. You know, the five elements are at play in us. And so we, we are able to tap into our own deeper nature and also call upon the great web of life we're part of in this healing to rebalance. Things get skewed and out of balance when we're in uh, overwhelming experiences, you know, trauma, shock. And uh, these days with the COVID and uh, climate change and floods and fires, people are realizing, oh, it's not just that person over there who, you know, was traumatized or in shock or that country over there, it's happening everywhere. So we all as humans have to find and prepare ourselves for how how to deal with these things. And so the hands-on somatic wisdom that we can tune into and help uh, calm when we're upset and excited right. or bring up, you know, go into freeze, there every nervous system's different some people go into fight or flight you know and some are that's me active, active active right that's so that's me. a lot of adrenaline okay. do, do i fight or do i pull out my wings i don't <laughs> but it's all in how you process it too you know well uh, and some people go into freeze that's what i was going to say some right and through. sometimes you know people you have to stop and actually pause and take a breath and say you know what yeah. how much do i want to pour into this what is going to be the value in going off on this person or cussing at this person or, you know, giving the people, you know, somebody blows their horn at you and giving them the finger. Really, what is the result? And that's important. I noticed that you have been uh, promoting on your website a book called The Secret of Resilience. It's the bounce back. That's, Tell us a uh, little bit about that. That's written by Dr. Stephanie Mines, the founder of the TAR Approach. Uh, and she, as a scientist as a, and as a poet, describes how she learned the secret of resilience, which in essence is um, the TAR approach has been designed to help you do that. And the resilience isn't only bouncing back to where you were, but it's beyond. It helps you evolve and be mm. more of who you are now and what you need to be now, because it's not the same today as it was 20 years ago. Yeah. or yesterday or last hour exactly. so how are you to be present and appropriate now so there are ways of after, after our you know nervous system has been hijacked by kind of or our brains have been hijacked by, by an event right. you know we're in shock or in trauma ways of coming out of it are can be very simple um for instance someone with ptsd who may be triggered uh, you know, activated by remembering uh, something. Uh, if you hold the index finger, and all of us can do this, if, if, you, if some shocking event happens to you and you find yourself, like last year, I um, had a slip off of a chair. I was changing a light bulb and <laughs> coming, stepping down off my kitchen table. And, and I ended up uh, going down and... Uh, my ACL tore and then a fractured my tibia and my wrist. So I could feel my body going into shock. Suddenly, you know, I had these little fractures and I could, so I held this finger. 
And, and the reason it helps, you don't have to rub it, you don't have to tap, just hold it. And you are helping bring back the activity of the kidney and bladder meridian, which run along this finger. And uh, where, free, where fear is lodges, you know, it's like we, we need to unfreeze <laughs> un right. from, from that shutdown. And it helps. And so, for instance, when I, when that happened to me, I knew I already knew I could hold this finger. There yeah. are other things. There are other hands-on applications and places on the body that we know correlate to certain energy pathways that yeah. affect us, our attitudes, and our organs and our endocrine system. So it's an ancient, millennia-old system, and uh, that's been updated for today. So it looks like a very powerful, it looks like a very powerful tool that you can also teach children how to self. Yes. Yes. So how to soothe themselves. Children at school, you know, something happens, a a bully or uh, something, they can hold this finger. It's another way to do it is to hold it, hold it down with the thumb, you know, with the, so. Get the okay symbol. You see that brains? Yeah. (laughs) O-A-O-K. And wouldn't you know, this is the Buddha symbol for fearlessness. So it, when we're, when fear happens or shock, we can come out of it. We can come out of it. We can. Here's another one I'd like to share with you. So this is this will be an experiential way of touching into some of the sites that so you can just right now experience it. So, you know, right now with COVID and people unexpectedly becoming ill or or um, dying events happening not only lifetimes but fires floods like poor uh, in maui recently and so when we hold right here on either side of the heart these sites right here it helps us sequence overwhelming emotion okay so all right for you for you like me that have big breasts find your heart (laughs) okay well I could say exactly if you find that collarbone and then in that little space under there and then you go down one, two, three ribs and now you're in between those ribs. Okay. But except it doesn't have to be a pinpoint. You know, you can hold it with your palm and you've got it. It's a four inch radius. So you can hold it with your fingertips if you want to be delicate and whatever feels good to you and how you can sense in because you will start feeling the energy from your body streaming into your fingertips, Mm. knowing that you're activating this biomagnetic energy. You're a mammal. When I touch it myself, I really feel a little bit more intensity in the heartbeat. Okay. But also brains, what you have to learn to do is you have to be able to manage and control the breathing because the breath is integral in everything that you do well as you as you're tuning in with this if you allow that nice belly breathing you know where uh in in your inhale and the belly's expanding a little bit making room for the lungs to fill and allow that out breath to be a little longer than the in breath it helps you calm it down and focus in and now from here so good here, touch in right under the collarbones in that soft tissue. So this site helps you feel, well, it opens the wings of your heart. Mm. Continuing to breathe, feel the soles of your feet rooting up, being 
sucking up the nourishment of Mama Earth, who's always mm -hmm. here, got us, exactly. always supporting us. Grounding, you know, a lot of people don't, well, don't either practice it or believe it, but I always have to touch the earth. I was doing my yoga practice with, you know, socks on or with my tennis shoes on. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same on actually being barefoot on the mat, grounding, right. or when I go to the beach, grounding all of those uh, electromagnetic fields, they just kind of drain out of your body and they go into the, the sand. And I'll invite you from here to just feel the outline of your arms. Mm -hmm. So, so, so we started here. Okay. And then we go here and then here, and these help you feel, well, you've got your, the outline of your body, don't you? Your, your boundaries. So this helps with boundaries and it helps focus, helps, helps you. And then when you come and bring your hands together, that helps integrate all aspects of you. It's like gathering everything into a condensed, uh, central, aligned with your purpose that's come into this body and is rooted in the earth and the heavens. Here you are with a soulful purpose. This helps you remember. And you can make this gesture. So this is a gesture of prayer, isn't it? In so many traditions. Surprise, right. surprise. Right. So, and I invite you to just go from hands back up to heart and heart back to hands, remembering that connection you have. So anything you're creating and extending from your heart in what you're making and who you're touching, your heart is in it. And you can be more and more conscious of this. Right, and integral. Aligned and bringing your awareness back to your heart, you can keep touching in with yourself and remembering this. This is just one I call the start with the heart. It's a well, very, I mean, it's very, it's very soothing. Um, you know, brains, again, follow the, the, uh, the instructions, take the breath, but love yourself. It's also like giving yourself a big hug. Well, um, there's a site here that when you give yourself a hug, right, right on, and another way to do it is this way, okay. you know, where your, where your fingertips are, are as if you're, you know, in the wintertime, we warm our fingertips. So your thumbs are on that site that help you feel wholeness, oh, okay. right under the collarbone. Your palms are on that site that brings you the calm in the storm, the emotional calm. And then you've got this site that starts, it, it helps self-love and self-acceptance and starts the neurochemistry of love, oxytocin. Oh, absolutely. So Michelle, now back for us. Tell me a little bit about your experience and how you found yourself um, teaching this practice and working with people in this space. Uh, I was always interested in a lot of different worldviews from a very young age, um, seeing things, uh, uh, how, how, you know, people in one country uh, or culture would have a certain way of seeing themselves and feeling themselves in the world and in relationship to all, all there is, the heavens and a creator. And I was always, I grew up Catholic in, in the Midwest of the United States, but uh, was always very much attracted to the Asian views, the Indian and uh, Buddhist. And uh, they made a lot of sense to me, to the bigger cycles of life incorporated and all the beings of all the many levels were incorporated. And uh, so 
through the years, I was interested also in uh, holistic health. And as a mother, my kids are, my, my daughters are in their 30s now. But as a mother, you know, I was incorporating more and more of that also in the way they were educated. So um, kind of a whole child view in a, a friend's school. And I was actually a preschool teacher for a while too there uh, to be part of their world and uh, helping uh, build a community around those values of, of really tuning into the individual child instead right. of uh, and so that many sort people, of bottom, excuse me. No, and so many people get it confused. Spirituality versus religion, um, they can go hand in hand. And I don't know, I'm not a one dimensional individual. Uh, I'm very inclusive because that's how you learn. I don't think that our creator, I call him God. Uh, I don't believe that our creator just made one, one flower in the garden. He made many. Mm -hmm. and develops them a different way, fertilizes them maybe a different way, cultivates right. their soil in a different way. And we are flowers in that garden. And so we I like that. Flowers yes. in the garden of life. Yep. So we need to be aware and uh, awaken to what other people are doing in the world. You know, again, you grew up with a religious base, but it made more sense to you when you started dealing with philosophical points of view and more spiritual and the energy friends, but just know that there's something bigger and better than yourself. <laughs> That's half the battle right there because, you know, we think that we're the end all be all. Yeah. I, I don't know. Let me so ask you. I did a lot of, I did a lot of exploration. I got a degree in philosophy and, and uh, so that helped my kind of mystical uh, ten, my mystical um, and curiosity and uh, the philosophical ways of seeing and then and being. And then I taught yoga for a while as well. Uh, so I'm interested in how to rebalance, how to uh, stay, you know, yoga is a practice. It's also the goal, the unification, you know, the oneness. Well, that interrelatedness, um, you know, touching into our deeper nature is a way that I discovered as I was exploring holistic ways of um, Tibetan acupressure I was training in. And then I heard about the Tara approach. And Tara is also a, a, the Tibetan goddess of love and wisdom. And I was already attracted to her <laughs> and heard about the Tara approach. And I had to find out. You, and, had, a, you had a girl crush on a goddess. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. So and the thing is that God or goddess is not separate from you. You know, the natural world, this all all that's created, that's the point that we're, all those energies are inside us, the energy of life that we can bring forward. And that's what the Tara approach does uh, with specific, even scientific methods of um, uh, that work that have been shown for millennia to work, you know, the correlations with nature and how to, uh, for instance, if you feel ungrounded, you can, hold your thumb. You were talking about grounding with your feet on the earth. You can also hold your thumb. It's soothing and it helps us feel supported and safe and out of worry. Isn't that something? Babies know that when they suck their thumb, they'll be soothed. Well, our bodies know. The thing is, because of the culture and, and violent um, patriarchal job from the body knowing <laughs> that we've been grown, most of us have grown up in we need to get back to the body and the body's wisdom. 
So, you know, I was thinking about it. You're talking about brains. So I was thinking of an acronym, just like Tara is an acronym. Brains, what can brains be an acronym for? So it's like bodies, wisdom, uh, um, uh, body remembers an innate needs solution. Okay, B-R-A-I-N-S, body remembers an innate needs solution. And in the rediscovery journey that I share with you, that I um, is part of the practice of the TAR approach, mm -hmm. that you uh, make a, a journey back, paying attention to the sensations your body's bringing forward. It helps you know exactly where your whole being wants to go, what wants mm -hmm. to be looked at. If we, it's, we don't make up, make up our mind and say, we're going to do this and, and make something happen. It's not that at all. It's a very relaxed, integrative, uh, what you're ready for comes up and your Absolutely. body brings it forward. And as you attend to it and you recognize and remember, even, for instance, when you were in utero, you can, you can remember something that happened, you know, you were also influenced by your mother and the lineages before that, and you were washed in those neurohormones, might have been one of depression, might have been one of fear, might have been one of joy, you know, everyone had a, a, a mine was I think mine was joy. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's I think great. mine was joy. I, I've had a I've had a very, very you are a bouncy life. person. Yeah, well, you know, I've had a good life and I don't take that for granted. You know, I have never uh, experience now. I'm, I'm sure there's been some trauma there. You know, nobody goes 61 years and not that's, hit a bump it, in the road. It. But that's for the it. most we part, I, I haven't had like the top three. I haven't had the sexual assault. I haven't had the the violence. I haven't had the drugs. So I think that I've dodged a bullet. But I have empathy for those who go through that. I have empathy for those who want to be healed from that. Well, I'm somebody who had memories uh, just 20 years ago. I'm in my 60s. And just 20 years ago, I had memories of childhood abuse that I had not consciously wow. remembered. You know, it wasn't in my head kind of um, memory. Right. But the body remembers. And the memories were brought forward. It's like, what the heck do I do with this? Now, well, let, me, let, me stop you right, let me stop you right there. When that awakening happens, there's a new realization. There's another chapter in the book. You've got to get through that. Uh, I've had several guests on my show that work with people with PTSD, and they only want to take you up to a certain point. They don't want you to have to relive this over and over and over again. They want you to get to a certain point in your memory, in your trauma, in your experience that allows you to reframe it. Yeah. Does the Tara effect work with the subconscious mind and work with neuro-linguistic programming? to reshift, redesign, and help us reframe some of the tragedies that's happened in our life. Because you're not going to forget it. I mean, it makes you who you are, but so that it's not so impactful and insightful when it comes up and you're triggered. The TAR approach definitely helps you reframe. And, and the subconscious, the body basically brings forward what's subconscious. Is If you tune into your body, and, and that's what this when the self-care is, when you're holding these certain sites, you know, like I'm holding this site right here, like right, right under my little ribs and mm -hmm. these boundaries here, this, this helps me, helps me actually energetically to feel boundaries and to protect myself, 
to protect my body and to have a greater uh, awareness, discernment about what's nourishing for me and what's not. And I'm able to say no. So just doing this and tuning in to yourself, you have this experience and you're building this resilience for yourself. Uh, It's just an example of one of the practices, you know, that you can do. But that reframing happens when you remember and see really what happened, not someone's story of what happened to you, but what really happened, you know, at a certain time, maybe even when you were in utero. You know, I've, I've had those memories and the very first rediscovery journey I had, uh, remembering the, the shock that I was in and the reason for it and repatterning it by giving myself, identifying what was, what was my need then? What was missing? You know, what do you really need? What did you need that was missing? And then creating that for myself, you know, even though it's an imaginal, imaginary creation the body the 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 subconscious and the mind does not know the difference you're creating it for yourself and i came out of that rediscovery which was you know laying on a table imagining remembering and repatterning reframing restoring you might say and i came out of that i came home back to louisville and and a massage therapist and another person i knew who were working on me said your back is straighter because I have scoliosis, mm. your back is straighter. So from that remembrance, my whole being, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, came back into better balance, even the physical spine, you know, in my, my wow. midline, right? Well, it's, it's about the alignment, you know? Alignment. It's about the alignment. And so I get that. I, I totally get it. I like to call it Children. all alignment. Align, all alignment, alignment with the all, you know, the one that brings us here and continuing to come back, come back, come back and stand. So around. let's ask you some fun questions about who you are, what you do, and uh, some fun, fun, some fun things. So now are people in Kentucky receptive to this? And I say this not in judgment, as an inquisitive inquiry, because that's the part of the Bible Belt, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and so their so their religious doctrine may look at this as a little hoo hoo. They may look at this and not receive it as it is meant to give. What would you say to that individual that is a little bit skeptical or scared? Well, I wouldn't try to convince them of anything. I mean, that's, that does, usually doesn't get anywhere. But I, I share experiences with people, um, not trying to convince them, but to, to let them see for themselves if it's possible for them, if they're willing to ex- be curious and do something simple. Like- this is similar, not the same, as emotional freedom technique. It is a placement of ter- uh, certain pressure points in your body that create a reaction. But when you do more of the EFT, you're questioning yourself at the same time. You're it's saying, oh, yeah. by mm-hmm. you know, am I worthy? Yes, I'm worthy. What is the, the cause of my, my dysfunction or yeah. happiness? I get that. But this is a more relaxed type of breathing type of thing where you're more engaged in your su- subconscious instead of questioning your subconscious am i getting that correct yes it's not i mean you're it's a loving presence 
you know, I mean, the thing that's usually missing for us in any overwhelm is someone there to have seen and heard us and comforted us and helped us through. So we can, we can give that to ourselves now. We can be, you know, the caregiver who wasn't perfect back then. We can be the, you know, the, the perfect mother for ourselves now, you know, give ourselves what is needed now, remother ourselves, or we care for ourselves in ways now as our consciousness expands and our heartful intention expands. So we can do this now. We don't have to stay stuck in the patterns and we don't have to force it. It's a matter of tuning into ourself. What do I need? What, honey, what, what do you need right now? You know, like give myself this hug, right? Right, exactly. It's, on you it's speaking then, that self-love language, which is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. So back to the fun questions. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be, Michelle Wilcox? Appliance? Um, I would say, I would say, oh, like my Berkey water filter. It's not plugged in, you know, but it's, it's detoxing the pollutants so that I can be, have clearer flow. That's, and that's, that's beautiful. That's yeah. resilience. <laughs> if you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? flower um i really like the sunflower mm. with all the beautiful pattern of seeds yeah yeah i've grown some mammoth ones that i i just looked up to you know a couple years ago it's like wow <laughs> it's amazing to see the birds eating the seeds too if you could pick a planet what planet would you be from venus and really? venus venus rules my astrological chart the, the planet of love Okay, I get yeah. it. I'd yeah. be probably from Jupiter because I like all the rings. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jupiter. Exactly, Jupiter. Uh, if you had three magical wishes, anything, you can have anything, what would they be? Three magical wishes. Uh, I wish everyone in the world would wake up to how much love is here for us in our interconnected being. And I wish that we can keep sharing this awareness and act in ways that are nurturing for ourselves and for our planet, which is always nurturing us. She's always nurturing us. Okay, your second wish? <sighs> Stay curious okay and your third wish oh more, that's another wish um, um so always have in this curiosity um nourishing surprises hmm. eye-opening surprises that help me see more clearly well, you're very wonderful. You're very philosophical. You're very caring. And it appears that you have built great resilience against things. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, uh, Michelle, so that they can work with you. They can learn more in-depth techniques and the philosophy behind TAR. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's very experiential. I see people on Zoom as well, and I have been teaching on Zoom as well as in person. And uh, my website is www 
resourceforhealth.us. That's that's a for health, not the num not the numeral. Uh, resourceforhealth.us. I'm um, I'm also on Facebook, Michelle Wilcox, and Instagram, Michelle Wilcox three thirty three, and uh, I I enjoy you know if you were wishing to find out more about Tara, you can contact me at gemswilcox at aol.com, J-E-M-S-W-I-L-C-O-X at aol.com. And, uh, you know, we can, you can start an inquiry. We can meet up and see if this is something that would be for you. Uh, it is, it's, quite, um, it's quite enlivening. It's quite it. enlivening to find out ways of helping our immune system now, you know, as, as the climate is changing and we're all getting ready to have, you know, more things happening as that we all need to be ready for, how to boost our immune system, how to come out of shock. These are simple hands-on uh, applications we can do for ourselves and our community and prepare, you know, regenerate our own energy and be regenerative practitioners sharing this with, with others. Well, I think that it's absolutely amazing. It's gentle, it's soft, it's caring, it's compassionate, and you have an amazing facilitator. So Brains, I need you to go in, like, love, share, and subscribe to the channel, please. Like, love, share, and subscribe. I'm going to put all Michelle's information at the back part of this in the interview. In addition to that, we are going to put it down in the show notes because I want you to be more centered, more enlightened, more in tune with the universe, with yourself, uh, with the people that you deal with. And you can be a beacon of light like Michelle for others when it comes to resilience. Thank you so much, uh, Michelle. I really appreciate you being here with me on The Edge. Thanks, April. I enjoyed talking with you. All right. Bye, Brains. <laughs>